It's okay to disconnect. It doesn't mean that you hate the person. It just sometimes is out of sight, out of mind, and you need to make some room for connecting with new friends. Don't feel guilty if that's something that you have to do for yourself. week I have been feeling so inspired to just sit down in front of the microphone and record an episode by myself and you'd think this would be kind of the easiest way to do a podcast episode but for me I tend to kind of downplay myself a little bit like oh my guests are the people that I'm interviewing like they have the spotlight they're what people are coming here to listen to and not really giving myself enough credit as far as like I have things to say that matter too so I wanted to just do a little episode where I kind of just unload these feelings I've been having about graduation one year ago yesterday um, for at least the class of 2022 from Villanova, but I'm sure many other schools across the country were in the same boat. Um, many of you that listen to this podcast have also either just graduated or are going to graduate in a couple weekends. So I wanted to talk about where I'm at one year post-grad. Like, what have I learned? What have I failed at? What have I succeeded at? And what wisdom could I provide to someone who is either just entering into that era of their life or is kind of in the same spot as me going through this convergence of all these big life things like moving and traveling and starting a nine to five job or continuing their education and just adulting in every way possible, but also still feeling like you're really young. So I wanted to just share what I've learned and maybe it could help someone or at least give you a little smile or an inspiration to try something new. Some things that I have really enjoyed doing since moving to Lakewood have been really just stepping out of my comfort zone and like forcing myself to do so, whether I feel like it or not. I think that's really key. Whether you're trying to meet new people or just build stronger relationships with the people that are already in your life, for yourself mostly like allowing yourself to try new things and learn new things is just really interesting because you always are surprised by how you feel or what you learn and it's a really good way to continue to get to know yourself which no matter what your relationship status no matter what your like friendship status is i think you have to continue to do that at every stage of your life whoa my voice is going right now do you guys hear how raspy that is i blame lizzo because my mom and i saw her this past friday night at rocket mortgage field house and that woman is amazing she's magical I will not let anyone else tell me different because she truly put on one of the best shows I have ever seen. But anyway, back to my point. I wanted to give a real concrete example of trying new things and what that looks like kind of on a daily basis, especially after moving to a new city. So for me, one of the things that I promised myself was when I move, I am going to try different types of working out. Things that are not what I would normally do I grew up dancing and doing cheerleading, so I feel like I didn't really work out per se. I kind of just got my exercise in through those activities, both of which are very like holistic in the sense that you're moving your whole body, you're working all your muscles, and they involve like stamina, but also like balance and 
flexibility and kind of all the different aspects that people work towards in other forms of working out. But then around the time of the pandemic, I wasn't really dancing because I had been dancing at school and I started running, which was great, like running and going on walks almost every single day. And I kind of started to enjoy that quite a bit, but I'm definitely not a runner by nature. Like I don't enjoy running. I just like to listen to music and it's a great outlet for me, especially if I'm angry. So needless to say, I needed to find a new kind of workout, a new discipline. And I knew that moving would be the perfect time to do this because there's just so many different businesses around here that are like focused on just one type of movement, whether that's yoga or bar or rock climbing or cycling like there's just something for everyone out here and that was sort of how I had this idea like I'm gonna try all of these things and ironically enough the first place that I tried in Lakewood very much like a soul cycle or cycle bar type atmosphere it's a cycling studio that's owned locally called Cyclefly and I absolutely fell in love with it I had never done a cycling class before. I don't even like to bike really because I'm really bad at balancing. (laughs) So the stationary bike aspect definitely helped with that. But I really enjoyed it and it also kicked my ass at the same time. And I just kept going back for more. Like I had signed up for the first class, which is a discounted rate. And then after that, I immediately bought the five class pass because these instructors specifically are just like so motivating and really inclusive and what i love about this studio if you're in the lakewood area or the cleveland area go to cyclefly it is absolutely amazing the reason i love it is because there's no phones allowed in the studio it's completely dark during the entire 45 minute to an hour class and they have like candles lit and then they'll blow them out throughout the session And the instructor will lead you through the workout, which includes like arms, there's little weights on the back of the bike, you're biking along to the music, you're doing choreography that matches the tempo, and you can adjust the resistance to be whatever you want. And something they always say is, only you know how hard you're trying, like only you know how much effort you're putting in today. If you can only give 60%, then at least you showed up and you're giving 60%. Or if you're going to like give 100%, then that's on you. No one else is judging you. No one's like looking at you in the mirror. It's just a really great atmosphere to let go and do your thing. And for me, that was like amazing because I sucked at it the first few times I went. And even still, if I go and there's like a week in between the last time I had gone, I am winded after. Like I'm covered in sweat and it's bad. But I highly recommend putting yourself in a scenario where you're trying a new discipline that maybe you even know you're going to be bad at and you see how you can respond to it. I just really learned a lot about myself through that process. And now I'm moving on to my next workout discipline. Like, am I going to go rock climbing? Am I going to do an adult dance class? I don't know, but it'll be fun to see. My next piece of wisdom is actually a rather recent revelation. And I can't even claim that I was revealed this myself because truly this came from a professional development event at my job. But recently we had the former CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs of Cincinnati, who now works as the director of operations for our national Boys and Girls Clubs of America. And he came to our Cleveland headquarters to speak to us and just talk about his business journey and some wisdom that he had picked up along the way. 
So I was attending in person. He was a really great speaker and he gave a lot of good points. But for me, the one thing that really stuck out out of the whole conversation was he said, managing your time is not the problem. Managing yourself is the problem. And it's kind of weird. That sounds like negative, but the way he explained it was very interesting. So basically, we always say, you know, there's not enough time in the day for me to do all these things I want to do. I relate to that a lot as a person who works a nine to five and then also has a ton of hobbies like this podcast and art and writing, all these other things that I want to do in addition to, of course, seeing my family and friends and spending quality time with them. So it's like, how do you fit all this into the day, into the week, the month, whatever? We try to do this with our work day specifically. We try to cram in as much as we can And when we don't get everything done, we resort to saying things like, oh, I didn't manage my time well, or like, I didn't have enough time to do this, whatever. But really, he said he finds the most success when he manages himself in the sense that he works to the top of his license. So he gave the example of doctors and how you don't often see a doctor drawing blood or taking blood pressure. They can do those things. Certainly, they worked their way up. They trained and learned all those basic skills, but they have the ability to do something like complex surgery. So it makes sense that they wouldn't be spending hours throughout their day that they're billing to do those basic tasks. And he said this could really be applied on any level, obviously with some exceptions, because if your boss says like, hey, I need you to send this email or do this kind of more basic thing, you're not just gonna be like, no, I'm working at the top of my license. I'm only doing these very important things that only I can do. But I do think he has a point, especially when you have unique skills that set you apart from everyone else. Whether you're thinking about this in your creative life or in your work life or your academic life, I think This kind of made a shift for me because I was like, oh yeah, there are things that I know how to do or experiences that only I've had that will qualify me to be doing this one particular task. And that's the most important thing that I need to prioritize because nobody else could do it like I could do it. And I think I'm going to try to apply that to my creative life too. Like I often get bogged down in kind of the content creation or like the planning out of links that I'm going to share in episode descriptions, like those logistical things that you need to do. The part that's the most important is my voice and sharing interviews and stories on this podcast and creating art. Those are the things that like only I can do from my perspective. So I need to really build my schedule around that, build my time around that, and then you can fill it in with those other things that you have to get done anyway. I really want to be conscious to approach this one year after graduation reflection episode in different pillars. So not just focusing on one particular topic like I do in a lot of my other episodes, but rather trying to address all the different aspects of what makes life life and what makes you a person, like movement and wellness and friendships, relationships, business. We've kind of already addressed some of those things particularly physical movement and how trying new things can sort of help you thrive in that regard, but also the career advice of prioritizing what you spend your time on and really being conscious about that. But now I think I really want to share the nitty gritty, which for me was something I was extremely stressed about when graduation was rolling around. We were going through senior week 
And I was realizing like all of my friends live in other cities. Some of them were moving to other countries or lived across the United States. And that stress of like, how am I going to keep in touch with these people just seems to be really amplified in college, especially when you're leaving as opposed to high school, because even if people are from all over or going all over, there is a sense that like everyone is from the same home. So you might run into someone when you come back for a school event or a reunion or something like that. But that doesn't always tend to be the case with college. Like people really go everywhere and you might not see people honestly ever again after you graduate, which I just didn't know how that was all going to shake out. And I think the biggest thing that I would have needed to hear at this time last year was that your true friends are never something you have to worry about. The communication will always come, even if it has to change its tune. Because, for example, maybe you lived with a person, you saw them every single day, so you didn't really text or call each other on the phone, but you would just chat and catch up over coffee every morning. Obviously, when you live a thousand miles apart, that's going to have to change and you're not going to be able to maybe talk every day. But maybe you carve out like once a week or once a month to do a special dedicated like FaceTime with that person. Or if you're like me, you really like to see people in person and you'd prefer to just plan a trip. Granted, you can't do that with every single one of your friends. Maybe you could if you could get everyone to go to the same place, but like realistically, that is something for the besties. Like, you want to see this person, you physically miss seeing them, and maybe you really want to visit the place that they live. If I had known, hey, the people that are really going to remain in your life as true friends are not worth stressing about, like, they're going to continue to commit to this friendship and support you from afar, whether they're watching your life through social media, you're sending them voice memos, pictures, whatever. Like, they are always going to be with you and that takes work on your end. It's not just like they're going to be there for you and you don't get to do anything. You have to do the same for them and commit to really caring about their life and being a good support for them. It comes pretty naturally from there. And I think even more so what I was kind of in the gray about was these people in my life that were friends from either a class that we were in or like a group that we were in on campus And I considered them to be good friends of mine, maybe not best friends, but definitely good friends. I was more so worried about what was going to happen with those people because I was like, are we even going to be friends at all? Like, will I ever see this person again? Just because they're not one of your best friends inner circle doesn't mean that you're not going to miss them and miss having conversations with them. Those people were the ones I was a little more nervous about. Like, are they just going to fade out of my life or are we going to be able to maintain this relationship that we had? And in wrestling with this, I always return to something that my dear friends Lizzie and Maddie Alexi said to me when we were much younger, which was, people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And I know that this expression is kind of overused, like it is a little bit cliched at times, but I think it's exactly right because there are people who you have a bond with because you share a common goal or a common activity. Like for example, a lot of my friends that I danced with when I was younger, we were thick as thieves back then and now I just kind of support them from afar. We don't talk on a regular basis, but we were friends for a reason and that reason was dance. The seasoned friends, I think this really applies to high school and college because 
those people you spend every day with for you know, four to eight years, depending if they're overlapping between both of those periods of your life. And that season is its own unique time where you're both kind of going through the same things and experiencing these young memories that are going to shape the rest of your life. But that doesn't always mean that that person is going to be kind of fit to accompany you into your adult life and continue being supportive for you. I will always root them on and cheer them on. And anytime I see or hear of them succeeding, I will be like, yes, like I'm so happy for you. Or even if they're going through something really hard, I would never hesitate to reach out to those people. But the conversations that we were having like on a daily or weekly basis have kind of fallen off and just realizing like that is okay. There's nothing that you did wrong. There's nothing that that person did wrong. Like, You do have to clear some room in your social life and your psyche in order to welcome new things into your life. And sometimes that looks like two people who are thriving apart from each other and always know that they could reach out if they needed help or support, but you don't talk daily or weekly or you don't see each other and you kind of just go off into your separate lives with those great memories that you made together and there's no bad blood. The one thing I would tell someone who's graduating or even just entering a new phase of their life and worrying about who is going to be their friends in a year, this is what I would say to them. It's okay to drift apart. It is okay for people to change and move on even if it hurts because they're moving on and that's in the opposite direction of you. But you just have to have clear boundaries and an understanding of what your needs as a friend are. Like, do I need this person to reach out to me and initiate the conversation? Do I need them to just check in every now and then? Like, that's kind of different for every person and every friendship. But if someone's not meeting your needs and you don't feel like your life is missing this huge thing without them like just kind of be happy for them and send them on their way and it doesn't have to be that big of a deal but the people that will always love you and care about you and want to continue being your friend will make it work no matter how far away you live how the communication style preferences are like they will commit to doing that for you and you should do the same for them and it is truly not worth wasting your stress and your energy on because you've already built the foundations of those relationships and time will kind of weed out the fake friendships in my personal opinion (laughs) the last thing i will say about this particular topic is i think social media does make it A lot more difficult, particularly for those acquaintances that you are maybe drifting away from or not talking to as much because you're still privy to that daily access to what they're doing. And it can be really hard to hold back from starting a conversation like, oh, I saw you went to this place, you traveled there, or I saw that you started a job or something like that even as you're trying to evaluate like this person really hasn't inquired about my life or reached out to me or been there for me. But of course, that doesn't always stop you from having the pang of the feeling of wanting to reach out to them when you see what's going on in their daily life, even if they're just kind of presenting that as a highlight reel. So it's definitely worth evaluating if you need to disconnect from this person on social media. I'm not saying block their number necessarily, but you might just need to like 
unfollow them on Instagram. If you're seeing their posts and kind of getting sad and realizing this person is maybe changing and isn't interested in you being in their life anymore, no one is forcing you to continue following someone if you're getting negative feelings when you see what they're posting. It's okay to disconnect and it doesn't mean that you hate the person. It doesn't mean that like you're petty. It just sometimes is out of sight, out of mind, and you need to make some room for following things that inspire you or connecting with new friends and not having your social media space so filled up with people from your past that you just aren't feeling like you have a relationship with anymore. Don't feel guilty if that's something that you have to do for yourself. I wish someone had told me that because I definitely really value friendships and even internet friendships, like staying connected with people through that medium. But sometimes you just need to do that for your own sanity. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you know what your boundaries are. At this point in the episode, we are going to invite back one of our very first guests on Gumption, none other than Miss Caitlin Crew from episode two. And I swear I did not mean to make that rhyme. It just did. Okay. But Caitlin is going to share with us her number one takeaway from the past year post-grad and how that has impacted her daily life. So here's Caitlin. I know you remember the sketchy street I live on and I (laughs) got distracted by something that was going on outside. So Take two, here we go, right now. What I've learned in the last year since graduation is that the serenity prayer is so real. I've always appreciated it, but I really just have applied it to my life more in the last year, moving across the country by myself, meeting a bunch of new people, being in a new situation, starting a new job, and working as a nurse, especially I feel like you really have to take that prayer to heart, you know, to, to accept the things that you can't change, to change the things that you can, and to have the wisdom to know the difference. Still working on it, but I think I've been able to apply that a lot in the last year since I've graduated, and I hope to. I thought that was really sweet. Thank you, Caitlin, for sending that to me, and I totally agree. For those of you who have never heard the Serenity Prayer, it was written by Dr. Nyber. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's a short little kind of meditative prayer and it goes like this. God, give me the serenity to accept things which cannot be changed. Give me courage to change things which must be changed and the wisdom to distinguish one from the other. I think that's so applicable and so wise because it basically is saying like pick your battles but also pay attention to the world around you and how you could make an impact with your unique skills and talents and really try not to confuse the two things. Like you can make an impact without having to expend your energy on every small little thing that's going to tear you down in the long run. It's like finding the balance between those two things that will help you thrive. And I think that's really beautiful because it's also kind of says like you don't have to do it all yourself. If you realize there are things that you can't change, like you can let those things go and you don't have to keep holding on to them any longer. Okay, so this episode has ended up being honestly a little bit longer than I thought it would be. I'm kind of surprised by all of my sagely wisdom that I have to share, but I want to leave you guys with a couple last thoughts. First, last thought. If you at all have any interest in getting a tarot reading, you need to go do it right now. Because I got a tarot reading this past Monday, 
And as many of my friends know, I do believe in astrology, but I was a little skeptical because I'd never gotten a live reading before and I just hadn't had that experience. I didn't know how legit it was going to be. When I tell you that this was the most accurate assessment of like my mental health, my creativity, my dreams, my goals, my current situations in every facet of my life. I am not lying. Like this was absolutely crazy to me how much this woman was able to tell me about myself without knowing any information. Like I did not tell her anything besides my astrological big three. That was it. And she starts reading these cards and I was just like, oh my God, these are so validating, these things that you're saying, because I've been thinking these and kind of talking through these ideas with people that are close to me, but like, sometimes you do need to hear it externally and also interpret what that means about the universe, like planetarily. I don't know if that's even a word. What is going on right now? Like the placements of the different celestial bodies, how is that influencing me and the way I'm experiencing and feeling things? If you're into astrology, you got to go back and listen to Gumption episode eight with Steffi Djak because we talk all about Scorpio season, astrology, and how that kind of really has a day-to-day impact on relationships. Tarot readings are no joke, man. You got to do it, even if you don't believe in it at all. I will link the name of the place that I went to in Lakewood in the description of this episode so that you guys can check it out if you're local to the Cleveland area. But if not, I highly recommend finding a place near you that's kind of like mystical, spiritual, even witchcraft type of vibes because those stores always have the best kind of reading psychic situations. Last thought number two, if you can go to a margarita making class. Now I know they have these for every type of cocktail imaginable. They have espresso martini making classes. They have mojito making classes, but Murphy and I recently went to a margarita making class at this local distillery where they brew, distill, I don't know, all their alcohols on site in these gigantic like metal tanks. And the woman who gave us the class was very knowledgeable about the different types of tequila and what the names mean, like means that it's been aged longer or filtered out the color or what those different distinctions are. But it was so freaking fun because you get to actually learn the correct proportions of making a drink, which makes it the way it's actually supposed to taste. Like, you know, when you just get a drink at a bar and it's, you know, maybe a margarita or a vodka crayon or something and you're hit with the smell of the alcohol before it even touches your mouth and you're like gagging it down. Even if it is way more alcohol than the other contents of the drink, like if you shake it and make it properly, it is just a whole other world of cocktails. So highly recommend doing this with a friend or a partner because, or honestly, fuck it, even go by yourself because we had so much fun. We ended up being the only two people in the class because no one else showed up that night. So we got like a little private class, which was very bougie. But the margaritas were great. You pay like $20 for three full-size margaritas with fresh ingredients. Like, oh, chef's kiss. Literally delicious. These kind of things are like what gumption is all about. Just going and doing shit and just signing up for it, not knowing what to expect or what you're going to get out of it. Maybe you'll even hate it. I don't know. But just going and doing it 
teaches you so much about yourself and it's such a fun memory to have with the person that you're going with. So that being said, my lovely listeners, I will leave you with these short points of wisdom to reflect on your post-grad year or wherever you are in your season of life and really implement those things to bring gumption into your every single day. Let me give you some quick updates on what you can expect from me coming up because we have some really exciting things that are going to be happening. First of all, our next episode is dropping on May 22nd. It's a Monday. I'm going to try to keep dropping these on Mondays because I think it's more fun that way. It's like a good start to your week, some positivity, some light humor, just some good vibes to get you started on your work week. On this episode, we welcomed the wonderful ladies from Plum Hill Creative and Quimby Digital and the Branded Babe Club. And their insight about founding businesses as women was absolutely monumental for me. Plus, we had so much fun doing this interview because we did it in their creative studio at Plum Hill, which is an absolutely beautiful space. If you're in the Cleveland area, you need to check this place out. And I will provide more details during that episode because there's so many different workshops that they hold and you can constantly be utilizing it and signing up for these really fun things. But these women absolutely amazed the heck out of me and I can't wait for you to hear everything that they had to say because it was a damn good time and I'm really really excited about that episode also coming up we are kind of reverting back to our original episode style doing some more comedic interview type of episodes one in particular will be specifically focused on doing an analysis of high school musical and Sharpay Evans so I hope that all of my Disney fans out there and anyone who grew up in the early 2000s will tune in for that episode because it's going to be hilarious it is going to be a real deep thought process about one of the movies movies that just absolutely shaped our childhoods. And in addition, my good friend Sean will be on the podcast soon as well to give some more male representation to Gumption, which Lord knows we desperately need. As always, you can find all of the up-to-date information about any exciting upcoming episodes on our Instagram at GumptionPod. And if you check out the link in our bio, it has all of the past playlists and recommendations and links from past episodes so that you never miss a beat and you can always find what you are looking for. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Go kill it in whatever you're doing and just know that you always have a home here at Gumption. Love you guys. Bye. (laughs) 